Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we dive into This is Marketing, a visionary take on modern marketing by Seth Godin, a luminary thought leader in the field. With the digital transformation of society, Godin argues that traditional advertising can no longer be at the heart of marketing strategies. Instead, he offers a thought-provoking new philosophy for understanding the true purpose and potential of marketing in today's interconnected world. Published in 2018, This Is Marketing invites readers to rethink how they connect with their audiences, emphasizing the significance of serving and engaging with a community rather than just selling to it. It is a compelling read for marketing mavens in search of new insights, skeptics who question the value of marketing, and even opponents of marketing who wish to understand how to navigate a world full of persuasive messages. Seth Godin, the author of this transformative work, is a renowned entrepreneur, educator, and author of 18 books, including The Dip, a New York Times bestseller, and Purple Cow, which achieved remarkable success with over 150,000 copies sold and 23 print runs in its initial two years. His ventures such as Squidoo and Yoyodyne, along with his widely followed blog and his influential workshops, pinpoint his expertise and his revolutionary approach to marketing and leadership. Whether you are in the industry, curious about the power and reach of marketing, or seeking ways to make an impact with your message, This Is Marketing is an essential guide for navigating the complex and ever-evolving marketing landscape. Join us as we unpack the core principles that Seth Godin puts forth and explore how they can be applied to achieve remarkable, ethical, and effective marketing in today's world. This is marketing. You can't be seen until you learn to see. Introduction. Discover the transformative power of modern marketing. Imagine the scene. Marketing. What leaps to mind? If you're picturing billboards, TV commercials, and glossy magazine ads, you're not alone. It's the traditional montage cycling through most people's brains when they ponder the concept. The trouble is, this vision is getting blurrier in the rearview mirror of the digital age. The marketing paradigm is shifting, shifting from the loudspeaker announcement to the intimate conversation, from the general broadcast to the targeted message. This isn't just a change of tools, it's a change of philosophy, one where the megaphone of advertising is set aside and a richer, more meaningful dialogue begins. In this fresh perspective on marketing, we'll explore why trying to convince the masses is a game of diminishing returns. We'll dive into how a rock band like the Grateful Dead can be unlikely gurus in carving out your niche, and we'll unravel the tale of how retail giant JCPenney saw its profits plummet over half after attempting to revamp its sales pitch. Ready to delve into a brave new world where marketing isn't about the sell, but about connection, about empathy, about making change happen. Stick around as we dissect the art and heart of marketing for the modern era, where being understood is the new gold, and truly understanding is the new currency. Part 1. From Universal Broadcasting to Niche Conversations, Marketing in the Digital Era.
Picture a time machine whisking you away to the 1960s. You're now in the golden era of mass marketing. Companies back then had a straightforward formula. Create a product, then get the word out to as many people as possible through mass advertising. It was a time when the airwaves ruled, and the key was to cast the net as wide as possible. Imagine adopting the Coca-Cola strategy, where their ubiquitous ads cascaded across every conceivable channel, painting the world red with their fizzy message. The aim was to etch their brand into the collective consciousness. When everyone tuned into the same few TV channels nightly, this approach was not just logical but highly effective. Now, fast forward back to today, where the advertising landscape is in a state of metamorphosis. The time of three TV channels commanding our undivided attention is a relic of the past. Today, media is a sprawling web of countless streams, each flowing into niche interests and customized feeds, a far cry from the heyday of mass consumption. Yes, the internet is the grandest media stage ever conceived, but it's also a curation powerhouse. Each individual hones their online experience shaping social media feeds, streaming cues, and even news outlets into a reflection of their specific tastes. Shows like Mad Men, which offered a retrospective lens on the evolutions in advertising, have ironically become emblems of this shift. Despite critical acclaim, its viewership never reached the mass appeal of yesteryear's hits. We're standing on the precipice of a new era, one where the age-old doctrine of blanket advertising fizzles out, It's clear marketing today calls for a paradigm shift, one that moves away from the one-size-fits-all message and instead finds resonance in a landscape of fractured but deeply personal conversations. Part 2. The Internet Age. A new frontier for advertising with its own set of challenges. At a glance, cyberspace seems like a marketer's utopia. Gone are the limitations of primetime TV slots. Instead, you are promised the world. Precise ad targeting, omnipresent reach, and tantalizing metrics. The promise of pinpoint precision is captivating. With a few keystrokes, you can tailor your message to reach the exact cohort of users who desire what you're selling. The sprawling infrastructure of digital giants like Facebook, Google, and YouTube is at your disposal. It's a stark contrast to the scattershot approach of yesteryear where the hope was to catch a needle, the right demographic lay in a haystack, the TV-watching public. But this digitized paradise offers even more, ads that follow users around the clock and around the globe. No longer must you await the prime evening window. Your campaign can fit seamlessly into the fabric of a user's digital life, appearing as they scroll through their social feed or search the web. And if metrics were precious gold, then the internet is the California gold rush. The ability to dissect and analyze the performance of every pixel and every click would make any traditional marketer salivate with envy. It's a powerful framework for honing campaigns with pinpoint accuracy. Yet, there's a snag in this seamless utopia. Ironically, the very tools and techniques that promise success are universally accessible creating a digital cacophony where ads lurk in every corner of the web. The result? An imploding effectiveness as ads become part of the online wallpaper. Omnipresent, yet often overlooked. 
Then there's the siren song of search engine optimization, the art of climbing the ladder of search results using just the right keywords. Here lies another battlefield where the precious real estate of Google's first page beckons. It's an SEO battle royale, with winners basking in the spotlight and others relegated to the abyss of the second page and beyond. The terrain is marked with both opportunities and pitfalls. As we venture further, we will unveil strategic moves that savvy marketers can apply in this complex yet potent landscape. Stay tuned, for the game of digital dominance is afoot and the rules are continually being rewritten. Part three, crafting products that resonate. Identify the desires and needs that truly matter. To chart the course for modern marketing, you must begin by laying a solid foundation, creating something people genuinely desire. Sounds straightforward, right? Yet, it's a bridge where the roles of designers, engineers, and marketers converge, and where they must speak the same language, the language of human aspiration. Let's delve into the essence of what makes a product worth the purchase. Take something as simple as a drill bit, specifically one that makes quarter-inch holes. The classic wisdom from Professor Theodore Levitt hits the mark. People don't crave the drill bit itself, but the hole it creates. But it doesn't stop there. The hole is a stepping stone, a means to an end. Maybe it's about installing a shelf to declutter, to instill order, to evoke a sense of control over one's space, to invite admiration. At the heart of it, what consumers are really seeking is a sense of security and esteem. At the core of exceptional marketing is the pursuit of unearthing these deep-seated desires and aspirations, those powerful emotional drivers like belonging, freedom, and adventure. Consider the tale of the SUV purchase. On the surface, it's a vehicle that touts its prowess in handling any terrain. Yet beneath that, it might cater to the owner's dormant desire for adventure, even if they never traverse uncharted roads. It's the promise, the potential for escapade, that seals the deal. Marketing's role is thus twofold. It begins by influencing the design and manufacturing process to ensure the final product doesn't merely hint at fulfilling these aspirations, but is the embodiment of the promise. And finally, it's about articulating that promise in a way that rings true to the consumer's core aspirations. In practice, marketing should guide the creation of products by seamlessly weaving in the aspirations they aim to fulfill. Whether it's strength, tranquility, or adventure, a product must not only promise, but deliver on these aspirations to be deemed truly worthy in the eyes of the customer. Part 4. Seeking Shared Desires Target audiences who embrace the promise of your product. The art of marketing isn't a mass production assembly line where the same pitch is churned out to an indiscriminate audience. Quite the opposite. It's about understanding that desires are like fingerprints, unique and varied, even when they go by the same name. Consider the concept of adventure. For some, it's the rush of adrenaline as they bungee jump off a bridge. For others, it's the immersive experience of exploring new cultures overseas. Your product is a vessel for a particular interpretation of a desire, and your audience is out there, the ones who resonate with your specific vision of that desire. So, how do you refine your focus 
to those who are likely to embrace your product. It begins by separating the crowd into two essential categories, adopters and adapters. Adopters are the pioneers, the first in line for the latest iPhone, ready to welcome innovation with open arms. They are your kindred spirits, the individuals who are naturally inclined towards the new solutions you offer. Adapters, on the other hand, are the guardians of the status quo. They hold on to their trusty flip phones, not out of ignorance, but out of a sense of comfort in the familiar. Adapters will inevitably shift, but only when the sands of the collective culture force them to move. When you release a product into the wild, it embodies a new proposition, a different means to satiate a long-standing desire, and the adopters are your trailblazers, more than willing to trade the well-trodden path for the potential of your product. Rather than setting your sights on adapters and facing the uphill battle of swaying their allegiance from the trusted to the untested, zero in on the adopters. These are the souls who will not just accept your product. They're waiting for it. To define the bounds of success, aim for the smallest viable market, the minimum number of adopters needed to sustain your venture, to validate your product. Their adoption becomes the beacon, illuminating the way forward for others to follow. Let's journey into how to cultivate this pivotal base in our next segment. Part 5. Positioning your brand. Standing out by aligning with unique values. At the heart of every purchase, there's a narrative, a story shaped by desires, needs, and, critically, values. These personal values are the compass by which consumers navigate the marketplace, leading them toward the choices that align with their principles. Imagine a customer in search of a satisfying snack. As her eyes scan the various potato chip brands lining the shelves, she's not just seeing flavors and prices. She's weighing her values. Does she gravitate towards affordability and ubiquity? Or does healthiness and ecological impact factor into her decision? Each brand embodies a distinct position on the spectrum of values, from cost-effectiveness to sustainability, from familiarity to innovation. When it comes to mapping out a marketing strategy, the temptation may be to aim for the masses, to appeal to the popular or the middle ground where a sea of potential buyers resides. It's safe terrain, well-trodden by the multitudes and by countless companies vying for their attention. Yet, in such crowded waters, the voice of a new contender can easily be drowned out. So instead of blending into the chorus, why not take a bold step into the uncharted extremes? Seek out the values less pursued, the combinations unexplored, and stake your claim there. The Grateful Dead provides a compelling example in the music industry. Their story tells of a band that fused diametrically opposed values, the raw, unbridled energy of live performances with the polished precision of studio recordings. This blend of extremes established a magnetic pull for a devoted fan base, allowing them to thrive financially even without topping the charts. Your quest, then, is to chart a path to your unique constellation of values, no matter how extreme or paradoxical they may seem. It's about carving a niche where your brand can be the undeniable beacon for a dedicated audience. Embrace this philosophy, and the cultivation of a steadfast community of supporters for your product will soon follow. Part 6. 
Finding your tribe. Speak to the heart of your audience's shared beliefs. To galvanize a dedicated following for your product, you must embrace an intriguing truth. Your tribe is already out there. It's not about conjuring devotees from thin air, but rather finding those whose latent desires, needs, and values are a perfect match for what you offer. They're scattered across the market landscape, waiting for a signal to gather. A tribe is more than a customer segment. It's a collective bound by a common narrative, a shared way of interpreting the world. This shared worldview impacts how they chase after desires, how they manifest needs, and how they express values. At the heart of gathering your tribe is the craft of storytelling that strikes a chord with their worldview. A compelling story delivers a promise in a dialect that the tribe speaks fluently. It assures them that engaging with your product is a step towards the fulfillment of their aspirations in a manner they hold dear. Think of J.C. Penney and its place in the retail cosmos. With laser focus, it catered to a specific tribe, the bargain hunters. For them, the hunt for a great deal wasn't just shopping, it was sport. And J.C. Penney echoed this sentiment with a symphony of coupons, sales, and discounts. In doing so, J.C. Penney wove itself into the fabric of the deal seeker's ethos as if whispering, this is our ritual. The use of coupons and promotions wasn't just a sales tactic. It was a language, a collection of symbols through which J.C. Penney said, we understand you, to its tribe, reinforcing their bargain-hunting worldview. However, navigating the realm of worldviews is delicate. When Ron Johnson took J.C. Penney's helm and steered away from its bargain-filled narrative, he crossed a treacherous fault line. The signals, the very symbols that resonated with the bargain hunters were disrupted. Thus, the tribe dispersed, leaving sales to plummet and demonstrating the fragility of the tribe market a bond. The lesson is profound. To convert your audience into a loyal tribe, you must honor and leverage the symbols they cherish. Your communication must resonate with the inner chorus of their beliefs. Only then can you lead them toward embracing your product, not just as consumers, but as enthusiasts, and in doing so, chart a resilient course for your brand in the ever-evolving marketplace. Part 7. Creating the Drive to Act. How status and tension move your tribe. With a gathering tribe under your wing, ripe with potential fans drawn to your product, you stand on the cusp of conversion, translating interest into actual sales. The lever at your disposal? Tension. This isn't the awkwardness of a misstep at a dinner party. It's a strategic motivational force that urges your fans toward a resolution that your product uniquely provides. At the core of this tension is the notion of status. Within every tribe, a hierarchy unfolds, a social ladder where standing is paramount. The members of your tribe aren't just faces in a crowd. They are players in a silent dance of positioning each vying for a role within the group's tapestry. Create tension by hinting at a shift, a future where not owning your product could mean falling behind or even being excluded from the tribe's cultural evolution. Your product is entering the tribe's lexicon, becoming an integral part of what people like us do. To communicate this shift, you'll need to tailor your message to the temperament of your tribe. You have two archetypes to consider those who champion affiliation, and those who strive for domination. 
For the affiliation seekers who yearn for connection and confirmation of belonging, showcase popularity. Illuminate the buzz at your trade show booth, the clout of celebrities at your launch, or the praise of influential authors for your book. These are your signals that the tribe has given your product the seal of approval, the beacon that draws the affiliation crowd towards purchase. On the opposite end, for the domination seekers, the ones with their gaze fixed on the summit of their internal hierarchy or who relish their group status over others, you need a display of superiority. Uber's story is instructive here. In their infancy, they clashed with regulators, competitors, and even internally, manifesting an unyielding resolve. These bold moves broadcasted a message of dominance that resonated with those in the tribe with a hunger for victory. Ultimately, whether you're appealing to a desire for kinship or conquest, engineering the right tension is your ticket to catalyzing action from your tribe. It's about signaling either that embracing your product solidifies one standing in the tribe or ensures that they, along with their tribe, will rise above the rest. Part 8. Harnessing Network Effects to Bridge the Gap from Niche to Mainstream Picture your product as an island of innovation amid a vast sea with your initial fan base as enthusiastic inhabitants. But beyond the borders of this island lies the continent of the general public, rich with the untapped potential of a larger marketplace. The question is simple yet pivotal. How do you construct a bridge from the enthusiasm of a few to the embrace of the many? Understanding the gap you're attempting to bridge is the first critical step. Your fan base is made up of adopters, individuals willing to disrupt their routines for the novel experience your product offers. The general public, largely adapters, tends to be more conservative, preferring to hold on to the familiar, like a moviegoer still cherishing their DVD collection in an age leaning toward digital. In the quest to captivate this general populace, the magic lies in leveraging network effects. It's an enchanting cycle. As more individuals use your product or service, its value compounds, becoming inherently more beneficial and in turn, attracting even more users. Take Slack as a case study. It's an interactive behemoth that began with a cozy user base, those intrepid enough to navigate a fresh platform. And as they mastered the intricacies of Slack, they became advocates within their networks, encouraging teammates to join the fold. The platform's utility, as a result, skyrocketed with each new user, blooming into an essential tool for communication and teamwork. Before long, even the staunchest resistors found themselves pulled into the Slack tide, faced with a new reality where being part of the platform meant staying connected, and staying out meant missing out. It's a tale of social necessity reshaping technological adoption. This narrative teaches an essential lesson. Your initial fan base can be not just fans, but pioneers, trailblazers who ignite the spark that leads to widespread acceptance. By understanding and harnessing the power of network effects, you create an invisible yet irresistible force that draws the public across the bridge, from spectatorship to participation in the world you've created with your product. Final summary. In an age where the internet has dismantled the once dominant mass media, the marketing playbook has undergone a radical rewrite. 
the tactics of old, saturating airwaves and print with advertisements, have lost their sheen, compelling marketers to adopt a more nuanced approach. At the heart of this modern methodology is a deep dive into the human psyche, uncovering the fundamental desires and needs that drive consumer behavior. Marketers must now collaborate closely with design and product teams to create offerings that don't just meet superficial wants, but resonate with core aspirations. But creating a great product is only the beginning. The next step is to articulate a story that aligns with personal values and connects with a specific tribe, a group already seeking what your product promises. Crafting this message and positioning it through an understanding of value spectrums can turn your audience into a passionate fan base. Stoking the fire of this tribe requires an understanding of status and utilizing tension as a catalyst for action. By highlighting the risk of being left behind or the opportunity for increased status, marketers can spur their fan base into not just buying but advocating for the product. Finally, building a bridge to the general public hinges on tapping into the network effect, the phenomenon where a product's value escalates as more people use it. This creates a virtuous circle where adoption leads to necessity, drawing even the most adapter-oriented segments of the public toward your product. In conclusion, this new era of marketing is a confluence of psychology, storytelling, and strategic positioning, one that moves beyond the transaction and into the realm of relationship and change-making. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.